Off the Ball with BetTac.com. Now with enhanced specials on a wide range of markets, available on your mobile or on desktop. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game. Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! It is playable for Santana, but it's deep enough. He comes in to score. Cubs lead 3-1. to one. Here's a pop-up right side. Foul ball. Will it stay in play? Ross is there, and he gets an assist. 2016, second out. That will be a game six. Cubs won it 3-2. Yeah, there will be a game six. Some sounds of game five there at Wrigley Field. So, where we are in the World Series between the Cubs and Cleveland, no team has climbed out of a 3-1 to one hole to win any World Series uh, in more than three decades. But that is what the Chicago Cubs are bidding to do. After Game 4, they trailed 3-1. They won Game 5 in Chicago. Things stand at 3-2. The Cubs are in Cleveland tonight, looking to make it 3-3. And tomorrow night, back in Cleveland again in the deciding game. We've got Ron Rappaport back with us, who's uh, seen the Cubs do it all, really, except win the World Series in his work as a uh, columnist with the Chicago Sun-Times. Here we are, Ron. They're making... Nobody's been alive long enough <laughs> to see the Cubs win the World Series. No. That's 1908. You'd have to go back some way. So they're, they're ma- they're but this is exciting. Um, you know, those three games in Chicago, Jack, it was like, it was so, everybody was just on fire, you know, the tickets were standing room was going for $280. I read a report that two seats in the dugout by the dugout were $150,000 that um, bars were charging $1,200 just to get in, Uh, maybe some chicken wings and some beer, but not guaranteeing a place to sit. And then the game started and for two days it was quiet. The ballpark was quiet. I mean, there, you could just almost sense the fans anxiety that nothing was happening, Cleveland was winning, and the Cubs weren't, weren't playing well at all. And then on Sunday, all hell broke loose when they finally went ahead and won in a very exciting game. And the, the, the ballpark finally got, the fans finally got their chance to vent during and after a game, which they hadn't had. There was fear that they'd waited all this time for a World Series and that they weren't even going to get a chance to cheer. Well, everything changed on Sunday. Now the series goes back to Cleveland, and we'll see. The Cubs still have quite a road to hoe. I mean, winning two games in Cleveland, Cleveland's a good team. They've shown, shown a lot. If the Cubs were to win this, they would erase all those years of tragedy and you know disaster because yeah. to be able to come back from a 3-1 to one deficit, wow. Well, only three teams have done it the way they're going to have to do it, which is 3-1 down, win game five, and then take game six and seven on, ah, but on, the, on the road. Do you take game six and seven on the road? On the road, yeah. Three teams have done it? Yeah. So Okay, over, over 100 World Series, so there you go. Well, So is the mood one of uh, impending familiar doom, here we go again, or is there a sense that, well, look, the Cubs could only break the curse in this dramatic epic, anything else is just anticlimactic uh, and, and wrong? Is, there, is that kind of maybe the, this kind of optimism that something no, special is happening? No, I think that if they'd lost 
in Chicago if they'd lost those three games and the series were over. Then they would have felt it was an anticlimax and just another part of the curse asserting itself for all these years. But if they were to lose the next game or two, I would think they would have had some redemption. They would still feel it was a successful season. Sure, it would be great to win the whole World Series, but the fact that they won that game and they're extending it to six or maybe seven games gives some feeling of accomplishment. Of course, if they were to win it all, as you point out, it's been done very seldom. It would be the greatest moment in Cubs history, at least in the last hundred years. Mm. Um, and, and that would really be something. But no, I think they got their absolution on Sunday. And even if they lose game six or seven, everything will be okay. That the, the fans won't be as suicidal as they might have been if they'd gotten swept in Chicago. So we talked to you ahead of um, all this starting, the, the playoffs, and we talked about the brilliant uh, general manager they have, and we talked about how good they'd been in the regular season. So, so what was happening in the regular season for them that's not quite happening here against Cleveland? Well, they haven't been hitting. Um, for a while, they were sort of a triple-no threat. They, the third baseman made two errors in the same inning. The pitching wasn't wasn't what it had been, and they were shut out twice. I mean, they they've been shut out four times in these playoffs, and I think that's a record. Twice to the Dodgers and twice twice by the Indians. Mm. They just stopped hitting, and so the bad fielding and the indifferent pitching didn't really matter much if they weren't scoring any runs. Now they're hitting again. At least they did in um, Game Seven, just enough to win. But you know, they only got three runs. It's not like they're tearing the cover off the ball. They would the way they were during. During the regular season, their hitting has just been sort of not as consistent as they would like it to be, and, and that that's going to have to they're going to have to pick it up there. Yeah. They they've been a real good run scoring team all season long, but the playoffs seem to have had them buffaloed even when they won. Are they given any explanations? Do they know why the hitting has deserted them? I don't know. I wonder if they were intimidated at home in Chicago by the frenzy of the build-up in the crowd and so on. These are young players, a lot of them. Mm. But, no, they haven't given any answer. I mean, hitting a cyclical, you know, not everybody hits well all season long. It's just that when you get to this point, every you know, it's you can't hide. You can't say, well, we'll get them tomorrow. Yeah. That's that's the problem. That's what they're trying to fight here. You know, it's interesting. We've, we've, we've talked a lot, and everybody in the, over here has been talking so much about the Cubs. It's like the Indians are just sort of the opponent. Mm. That's a very good team with very good pitching, very good hitting, and a very good manager. And it seems like they're sort of the Cubs' foil. You know, it's not like they win every year, too. They haven't won a World Series in almost 70 years. So there's there's something to be said for, you know, the Indians are part of this, too. And if they were to win, it would be a great story as well. It's just not as exciting or as sexy as the <laughs> poor downtrodden Cubs over all these years. No, it's not for sure. I, I, that's unbelievable about those seats you mentioned for 150000 uh, Well, that dollars. might be a rumor, but on StubHub, you know, the secondary market, I don't know, they were going for five and 10000 and 200. Have you ever been to Wrigley Field? Standing room means you really can't see. You're just in the ballpark. Right. And, and there was 280 bucks for that. I, 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 there was a cute story about... Um, fans from Chicago driving to Cleveland, which isn't very far, about five, six hours. And they could get tickets there for only $800. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bargain. And apparently the secondary market for these next two games are getting a lot of them being paid for with credit cards with Chicago zip codes. Right. I know Bill Murray's obviously maybe the main celebrity Chicago Cubs fan. I hadn't realized until recently just watching a documentary about her, Hillary Clinton uh, claims to be Cubs fan. Well, she, she grew did... up in Chicago, yeah. yeah. The North she Suburb, in, yeah. And she did. It was, it was kind of cute when she was senator from New York. She tried to say she was a Yankee fan too and she got called out about <laughs> right, okay. called out on that. People are kind of reminding her of that. Yeah, Lady Gaga was at the game the other day and uh, John Cusack, the actor. And there's a lot of well-known Chicago people of I was going to say lived and died with the Cubs, but I, may, I guess I should say died and died with the Cubs <laughs> over all these years. Uh, do we think Clinton is a genuine fan? No, no. She grew up in Chicago, and she was a fan. Okay. She was. Um, Ernie Banks used to go around town saying that I'm I'm Hillary Clinton's favorite ball player, and pretty much he was. They met, you know, long after Ernie retired, and she became famous, and uh, they kind of bonded. But no, she was a Cubs fan. Okay. What's going to happen tonight in Cleveland? It's do or die time. Well, it all depends on Jake Arrieta, who's the Cubs pitcher, who, when he's good, is pretty hard to beat, but hasn't been, has had a couple of not-so-great games lately at the end of the season in the playoffs. If he's on, they might have a chance. Now, the Indian starter um, was really good in the last time he was out. So I, I think it's going to come down to um, which which team's pitching can contain the other team's batters, I think maybe the Indians could win this game. I think, um, you know, you're not you're not really being a Cub fan unless your season ends with wait till next year. Mm-hmm. But at least it would be a little easier to say this year, it, having gotten to the World Series and played well so far. Yeah. Are we, the Irish rugby team are playing in Chicago this weekend and a few of us from the show uh, are going over. So we're, we desperately want the Cubs to do it so we can just see what the party is like. <laughs> It'll be a big party. It won't be as big as if it were in, as if they had won the series in town. Yeah. But it, no, it'll be huge. And I expect the area around Wrigley Field to be jumping tonight, you know, people watching games and so on. I'm, I'm watching a game here tonight with some friends from Chicago who, um, who flew into Chicago uh, from California to, um, to watch it with friends on television. Wow. Just, you know, they could have watched it at home, but they wanted to be in town. <laughs> they wanted to be in Chicago. Sure, they couldn't get in the ballpark. And sure, they weren't dumb enough to go be a part of that mob scene outside the ballpark. They just wanted to be with Chicago friends in Chicago. Mm. Is the mob scene outside Wrigley Field, is, that, is there a screen outside the stadium where they can actually watch it on? Uh, there is, yeah, yeah. But then there are all those bars outside. Too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's big. Actually, I don't think there is one outside. I think they kind of have to kind of see if they can peek and see the screen inside. But but all the bars around it, you know, there are just so many of them. I think they just want to be in the neighborhood. They want to hear the, the cheers and the yells and maybe watch it on their iPhones or something. Mm. It's just, just part of being part of it. They just want to be there, even if they can't see and can't be in the, in the ballpark. Ron, it's, uh, it's great talking to you about it all. We, will, uh, we may reconvene next Tuesday. Okay. All right. Thanks a million. <laughs> okay. Ron Rappaport there, uh, former columnist down the years with the Chicago Sometimes. So that gets underway this evening. Game 8 at 8 minutes past midnight, Irish time. No score to tell you about at the Etihad. It's still nil all between Manchester City and Barcelona. 15 minutes gone. There was a moment where it looked 
on the screen from a distance as if Raheem Sterling had been fouled inside the area and the referee ran to the penalty spot and we thought, whoa, but he then booked Raheem Sterling for diving and based on the replay, quite rightly so. Get closer to Irish rugby with News Talk and Vodafone, official sponsor of the Irish rugby team. So, tonight we're giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to the best seat in the house in the uh, Vodafone suite, Viva, for Ireland versus Canada, Saturday, 12th of November. We'll also throw in food and refreshments, all with thanks to Vodafone, official sponsor of the Irish rugby team, to be in with a chance of winning. Just answer, what is the emblem of Canada's rugby team? So what's the emblem of Canada's rugby team? Text the word team, as in T-E-A-M, your name and answer to 53106. We'll announce a winner before the end of the show at 10 o'clock. All with thanks to Vodafone because we belong to the team of us. And remember, you can get all the latest Irish rugby news and win exclusive tickets from Vodafone by texting rugby to 50220. Up next, he's got a new book out and we're talking to Kieran Donny. Moving Ireland's dial. Call News Talk on 1890 453 106.